You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's talk Saints and the other marquee teams across the league with Chris Rose of NFL Network. Check out Chris every Thursday, NFL Total Access and Game after Thursday Night Football. Be sure to watch tomorrow after Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Chris, we appreciate you taking the time. You've been a part of the Combine for many years, and we all chatted with Nate Peterman there this year. Impressive, mature young man. Are you surprised, though, the Bills are making this quarterback change now? A little bit. Um, You know, the Bills have the longest playoff drought, not only in the NFL, but in North American pro sports. So when you're 5-4 and four and you're at least holding on by your fingertips to that sixth seed, uh, it comes as a little bit of a surprise. But I watched the entire Saints-Bills game, and a lot of people say, well, you know, Tyrod Taylor isn't the reason that they gave up 298 yards on the ground, which I get. But at the same time, when you, there are going to be games where you are down in this league, and you have to throw the ball downfield. It's not the Bills' specialty. I get it. Um, it doesn't always fit Tyrod Taylor's skill set. I understand, but, man, it, they were throwing every pass, seemingly, the first two and a half quarters of that game, about five or six yards downfield. makes it hard to win in this league if you do it. So maybe they want to see if their rookie's got anything. Well, nothing against Nathan Peterman, uh, but when you look at the schedule they have coming up, Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa coming off the edge, yep. Justin Houston in that defense with Kansas City, New England, and with what they've done in the past, uh, what, the past five games, giving up only 13 points a game, and then Miami with Indomitian Sue and company. It's not going to get any easier. So how do you, if you're putting yourself in the head coach's position and also the Buffalo Bills ownership, how do you put yourself in the conversation and saying this is the real reason why uh, that we're making this move to this young kid considering what we have on the table moving forward for as the schedule is concerned. My guess is, they would, Corell, you know this better than anybody, that they want to take a look and see if they've got anything there. Right. And if you're going to throw him into the fire and he shows you a little something, then maybe you don't have to go get a quarterback next year. But I, I, I think that when they extended Taylor, we all knew that because of the way the contract was structured, that it's, it wasn't a long-term thing in Buffalo, that they could get out pretty easily from under that. And so do you feel good enough about Nathan Peterman moving forward, or do you try and get one of the guys that's coming out next year? I mean, you know, Listen, the Bills just chi- changed out their hierarchy again. So they've got a new tandem in place, GM and head coach, and maybe they are sacrificing the short term for the long term. I mean, we don't – think that the Bills, even if they make the playoffs, are winning the Super Bowl, right? I think we can all agree on that. Yes, but Cordell okay. thinks Case Keenum can guide Minnesota to the Super Bowl. Well, okay, well, now... And, and, that's you know, a separate that's talking point. Topic. Cordell, jump in. I don't want to be your mouthpiece on this program. He does but, a great um, job at that. Make sure let me tell you that, okay? He well, it's a, a pregnant pause. Someone was getting pregnant there, so I had to jump in with the can the Bills actually make it to the Super Bowl. Cordell, why can Case Keenum guide Minnesota to the big game and make history? First team to play the Super Bowl inside their home stadium. I never talked about the Super Bowl with Case Keenum. Ah. I I never done that. He's talked about can they do it, and if they can't, why don't you just give Teddy Bridgewater an opportunity to be the starter? And I said Teddy Bridgewater hadn't started in a year and a half, right? And you don't know for sure where this ACL is. You see what's happening with Sam Bradford and why he's not on the football field. So why you have momentum and rhythm and continuity? You ride Case Keenum as much as you can because there's nothing indicating that he should not be on the football field. Super Bowl conversations. 
that's down the road. Let's continue this trend of, to me, instead of being five and two based on being a starter, he's really six and two because he came in a Chicago game and he finished it off and helped them win that game because of the issue to Sam Bradford. So if that means that this guy's going to take this team to a Super Bowl, well, I'd let it be that because right now he's playing really good football. There's yep. no reason to move him, allow this team to continue to do what they do now. Well, Cordell, I'm with you a thousand percent on this one because if you look now, so there's no Aaron Rodgers, right? right. Yep. If Dallas wins, it's going to have to be probably from the five or six seed. They're, they're not going to catch Philadelphia in that division. Every other quarterback in front of them, although playing very well, with the exception of Drew Brees, doesn't have a great pedigree. I mean, Seattle's going to have to work to get its way back into this thing, and they might. Injuries, um, yep. mm-hmm. And then you could throw Russell Wilson in that conversation because he's won a Super Bowl as well. But the rest of it, Carson Wentz, been awesome. Jared Goff, phenomenal. January football's a little different. So why not Case Keenum? My man. Back to you, Brian. Other than the ahead, fact that he's Case Keenum. Cordell, I'm going to send you oh, the tape. Come on, Weber. That's I'm going to send you the tape no, no, of the no, Rams nice. and the Giants in London. Well, Chris, call it geographic bias. We're here in L.A. I watched a lot of Case Keenum last year, and the Rams were 3-1, and one, fellas, to start the year. And I know it wasn't solely yeah. his fault, but By Chris, way, that was here's my Jeff view. Fisher is his head coach. I, think I understand. And Boris was abysmal as the play caller. Chris, here's my, my view. You are what you consistently do. Case Keenum throws interceptions. I could be wrong down the stretch. And you throw touchdowns, too. So, I mean, here, here's, we'll the here's the thing, We'll Chris. find out, guys. Here's the thing, Chris. Last year, this is this is what he made. He's not going to renege on anything that he said. He's, he's stubborn. So what he yeah. said was he does not belong in the National Football League as a quarterback. I've been a Case Keenum fan since they were in St. Louis. I've been watching him play. I thought he's played well with what they've asked him to do with the team that he had around him. And obviously, it was really just that bad because look how good they are with the new regime in, with Jared Goff playing as if he was the number one quarterback taken in the draft in which he came out. But now that he is playing with a sound football team in a sense of their approach, you know, I get all this this notion of you are what you consistently do. Well, as of lately, he's thrown nothing but touchdown and a couple interceptions. So he's been playing pretty darn good. Teddy Bridgewater, he has to wait his turn. Sorry, Brian Weber, that your narrative about the kid being in the National Football League is no longer in existence. We'll find out. And Chris is generous with his time. He'll come back on in December, and we'll pull the tape up. Chris, speaking of tape, (laughs) take us back to a moment that went viral inside your studio in Culver City, Southern California. You play the clip of Tony Romo sharing his view that Deion Sanders did not like to tackle. What was going through your mind as Deion went thermonuclear? Uh, listen, I, I get it. I think Dion was certainly having fun with it and, you know, went back at Romo a little bit. Uh, I think it surprised everybody when Tony said that because you do, you know, unless you're Tom Brady and saying it in the booth, you open yourself up to criticism because not everybody's game was perfect. So, um, all the guys have an ego and I mean that in a good way that, Ego is not always a negative term. It's what made Dion as great as he was on the football field. And so, you know, he wants to make sure he's protecting his ground a little bit. And I get that. I get that. He's, he's my teammate. And I wasn't sitting there cringing or anything. So, um, you know, I think that my guess is they'll see each other at something in the near future and laugh about it. I don't think it was a big deal. Tony Romo will never do that again. I guarantee because Dion went uh, – he went – 
Yeah, Dion went after big him. On him. Oh, he went after him big time. He's like, I'm trying to hold it, and I, I just can't. You yeah, know, he was. And, and, he, yeah, he said some funny stuff. There's no <laughs> question yeah, about yeah, it. I can't get it out right now. I'm trying I'm, to remember trying what to, he talked I'm about the address, to, right? you know, take the high road, but I don't know the address. Yeah. That was pretty good. Chris, it was good TV, and that I'm glad good. you were a part of it. It was good for you. That, that, that was really good. But speaking of a team that's playing really good right now, how about Philadelphia, man? They, mm-hmm. they have really done a tremendous job I would say with balance on the defense, their quarterback coming to the league, coming to this season, playing as strong as 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 he did part of last season, but even better. They grabbed Jay Ajayi, uh, which now helps their running game out with Smallwood and also uh, like Garrett Blunt. Give me your take on how good that football team is across the board from top to bottom, as well as the coaching staff. Well, even without Jason Peters, I think their their offensive and defensive line combo is the best in the NFL. You know, I think I watched them on a Thursday night in Carolina, I want to say. And that was the game where everybody kind of took a step back and was like, oh, all right. They were getting pressure up front with just four guys. And, Cordell, you know that if a team is getting in your face without sending an extra guy or two, it makes a world of difference in how they can play defense. So I'm a big believer in what they're doing on that side of the football. And, you know, I have this conversation. I don't know if you guys remember this, but I'm a big Browns fan. And I have this conversation with a lot of people about passing on Wentz and passing on Watson. And the other side of the argument is, well, if they get to Cleveland, they'll never be that good. Well, I look at what the Eagles have skill-wise. You know, Alshon Jeffries had a solid bounce-back season, but he's nowhere close to a dominant number one. You know, they've got a bunch of other guys, with the exception of, I think Zach Ertz has made a monumental leap at tight end. But their running backs are good. They're not the greatest ever, um, and I think he's made the skill guys there better. I really believe it. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson had a better receiver group down there, but I think he's made that offense better. So, you know, let's give some credit to these young guys and what they're doing, and they're awfully fun to watch, Philadelphia. There's no question about it. Chris, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for giving us a few minutes again on the NFL on TuneIn, and I'm sorry I could not take the high road when it came to Case Keenum. Well, no, I was just wondering when I get my Case Keenum shirt from you, you know, as a parting gift for being on the show. What would that you, shirt you, you look get like? get one for me. What would the shirt look like, fellas? It'd be ripped? Uh, no, I, I would imagine if you tossed it to me, it would be intercepted and returned for a touchdown. Is that what was, you're saying? Chris, I was going to go with it would be a small because he's diminutive. But again, I'm taking the high road. Thank you, Chris. You're not doing a very good job of it. <laughs> At I all. Tell you. Chris, I've become a hot take artist. I'm just trying to stay employed. Thank all you, Chris. All I can tell you is I will be tuned in ah. when Case Keenum is a guest on this show. You, by the way, don't back down. Do not back down. That is the promo, Chris. Thank you for handing that to our imaging department. We'll chat with you soon. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.